Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Sarcasm Speaks here. Jared and Bob with you. Uh, we had some uh, technical difficulties to begin with, but we got that all situated now. Um, but if you notice that uh, things sound a little different at, at first, well, not at first, but uh, just for the whole episode, uh, Bob doesn't have a mic, but we're good. Because we can hear him, we can see him. Before I couldn't see him, now we can at least see him. Um, the microphone doesn't work with whatever the tablet. It's it's a whole thing, right? Obviously, but we're here, we're going, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's Boxing Day. It's the... Pretty sure Leo just lost his football under the couch too. <laughs> so he's gonna start digging and or barking yep. at any point. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> so get ready. Um, all right. So I had something that I wanted to get to in one of the last episodes, uh, but we didn't get a chance to get there. Um, and I wanted to kind of bring it up before it gets to be too, too old news. And that is now at this point, it's last week. Um, mayor Wu, the, uh, fantastic mayor of Boston that everyone loves so much, um, she issued a formal apology last week to two black men and their families for the wrongful um, accusation and potentially arrest. Yeah, they were both arrested for a um, woman that was murdered in 1989, believe it or not. So... Uh, Carol Stewart was murdered in 1989. She was pregnant at the time. Um, come to find out, the, the the cliff notes here is her husband did it. Um, however, there were two two men. Um, what are their names? Alan Swanson and Willie Bennett. Um, they were accused and arrested um, in 1989 for the murder of carol um but they didn't do it so you know i get it right it's it's um it's not great that that happened right that there were there was an incorrect accusation and arrest that were made um but I don't understand the 34 years later thing, um, which actually I, I sent this to sexy Chris, shout out to him, friend of the show. Uh, I'll be on soon once we figure out uh, a dime for the uh, 2024 death pool, celebrity death pool there. Um, but he said that the reason why this is be, this is going back into the public is because there's a documentary coming out soon on this oh. exact situation, which <clears throat> See, I, I think was, I was going to ask like, why now? Yeah. Why 34 years later when B BPD at the time already apologized, like when they figured out that it was the husband, they issued an apology, right? They were like, yeah, we fucked up. Um, I mean, obviously they didn't use those words, but they, they had an apology and now out of the blue, 34 years later, Mayor Wu has to give a formal apology and at a press conference 
um, to the families of these two guys who were already exonerated, like however many years ago. Uh, but come to find out, it's because there's a documentary coming out on this case. And I think that makes it look even worse. <laughs> because yeah, it's like, just... okay, you're only doing it because it's about to be in the public again. Yeah. It's almost like I was curious if it was coming out because were we on an anniversary? Were we like was someone bringing it back into light? Did it become like a controversial thing? No, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Um so it's kind of, the way this is worded is kind of weird because it says Bennett's nephew Joseph spoke about being wrongfully convicted of a murder he did not commit. He spent 22 years in prison before being released on April 30th, 2019. Um, the way that's written makes it seem like the nephew went to jail. Also not. I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm a little cloudy on the details, to be honest, of Alan Swanson and Willie Bennett. Um because I'm pretty sure they weren't put in jail for very long, if they were, even at all. Um, because the whole thing, and maybe just the website I'm on, the article that I have is just a shitty one. Because um, they don't talk about like if and how long they were actually in jail. But it does say that the husband... Um, the husband's brother told the family members and authorities that Charles, Charles, the, the husband again, um, masterminded the incident and he committed suicide and jumped off the Tobin on January 4th of 1990. So the murder happened on October 23rd of 1989. And by January 4th, like three months later, um, he had already jumped off the Tobin and killed himself. So again, I, I, I'm a little cloudy here on the, the details. Um, I guess shame on me for not reading more of it, I suppose. But the whole point of it is like that, that woo is just shitty again, right? Like she, it's superficial. It's, it's fake. It's dumb. Um, part of the speech that she have, which is a, a, um, an excerpt here on in this article is black fathers, black uncles, black brothers, and black sons. If you were a parent or a child or a partner or a friend, if you knew and loved a black man in Boston, you feared for his life. Now, I wasn't alive in 1989. Um, I was born three years later. But it's not like the the 80s in boston was like the fucking 20s in alabama right like there weren't like weekly lynchings or anything there weren't lynch mobs running around like i don't know i'm obviously there were hate crimes that happened like you can't say there weren't because it was just it happened all the time all over the country um it still happens now 
obviously it's never going to go away but when you have 350 million people it's that's going to be hard to control and to say you have zero hate crime is just it's not it's not possible it's not logically possible um but like was it really that bad or is she just kind of like fucking being this dumb bitch about this yeah i mean i don't again i don't know someone would have to inform me or not right same um, like i wasn't alive back then because even even like the busing issues was that that time frame or was that way earlier i figured that would be way earlier busing like didn't me- have, like the it, metro program um or whatever it was called no what's it called I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. I know like there were some issues with that, but and people didn't like that, but was that I feel like that would be earlier than the 80s. Yeah, well, I mean 89. The race riot in at Medford High was in which one? 1980. Uh no, I want to say it was late 70s and then in 92. There were two. Um all right, so then it was probably 79 because my parents were in high school for that. And my dad graduated in 79 and my mother graduated in 81. So would I give them 78 or 79? Yeah. Well, I know one was 92. Yeah, wasn't that the one that was on the cover of Time or was that the one in the 70s? I think Time it was magazine. That. I think it was that. I think uh, ninety two. Yeah. Uh, it says seventy seven, so eighty one, eighty seventy nine, seventy eight. It could have been the fall of your mother's freshman year. Okay. So that checks out then. Yeah, because I remember like uh, they've talked about it before. My mother has. Um, oh, I rem- I mean, I remember. My dad's friends have have talked about it before. I don't think he never talked about it when I was a kid. Why would you? <laughs> there's no reason to bring that up to a 12-year-old. No, there's, nothing to, <laughs> there's nothing productive there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like everything this lady does is just to like be an extreme version of like who she is supposed to be. It's almost like she's playing a character. So she finds like these like crazy ass ways to just be more of whatever she thinks she should be. Yeah. And she's already in public opinion, hot water, right? She, her job isn't in jeopardy or anything, but like the people, most of the people in and around Boston fucking hate her. They already kind of are accusing her of being racist and now like something like this comes up and it's like okay like yeah it's a nice gesture but like what's the fucking point it's 34 years later like it's just i i, I, I would i would love to know how she got elected in the first place yeah it's... since day 1 she has been a horror show yeah she has <laughs> like i really i really would like to know like who thought that she would be good 
at this. Because she's not, and she's actually bad. Yeah, I forget who the other lady was that ran against her. But I think... Um, I think people didn't like her because she was a little less liberal. Like she wasn't as far left. She was more moderate. Like I forget, I think one one of her stances, like I don't know if she was an outright 2A supporter, but she there was something about guns. Um like and gun rights that came up and i think her opponent was like a lot more in support of obviously the second amendment and i think that's what people just fucking harped on and they were like oh there's gonna be more gun violence if she or, you know what i mean it's stupid bullshit that people say in in politics when that shit happens um but yeah it's when she up fucking not soon enough two more years the awful part about that is she'll probably win again see this is what i'd like to figure out if everyone hates her how is she going to win again because it's the same thing with gavin newsom they recall him in his own state and then he wins the recall because at the end of the day people are like well i mean they're already here Right, like that's it. Well, people are... apparently I'm missing something because it sounds like everyone hates her, but clearly everyone can't hate her if she's going to win again. Or it's the people don't hate her enough to vote against her, right? It's it's probably a little bit of that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that's like... that's how again we talked about it a million times. We're not the only ones, but that's how Trump lost the election yeah. in 2020. Is so many people hated him so much that they just voted for Biden because they hated Trump. Yeah, but if people, if, if again, so I'm misconstruing this situation because I feel like that's what should happen this time. Everyone hates this lady. She shouldn't win the next one. Yeah. Now, I guess it depends on who she runs against, but well, like lo locally, it's a lot harder to. You also have to remember, too, like a lot of the stuff we hear and what we talk about and some of like the circles we run in or at least are connected to none of them are actually Boston residents that actually vote in the Boston mayoral election. Yeah, that's true. She ain't the governor. Right. So like, I'm even thinking even on Who Twitter, the governor? uh, Maura Healy. Oh, perfect. I haven't heard from her since she got in. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, doing a good job. Good for her. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. Yeah. I suppose not really, but She's by my, uh, by my standards of yeah. If you haven't heard it from her, then I suppose if I haven't that's heard why. her name since she got elected. That means she's doing a great job. She's got all kinds of uh, the illegal immigrants all over the state, and she's spreading them out and accepting them in. And now things are getting a little tight, and now it's a problem. She's like, oh well, we don't have the budget to support all these illegal immigrants. That's bullshit. It's like okay, but no, that's so you bullshit. think so you think Texas does, right? Like because that's that's the like the governors of all these blue states that are getting them shipped because that's what Texas is doing. They're just shipping them away. Um, 
they're like, oh, no, we don't have the budget or like, oh, we don't have the infrastructure. And it's like, no, you just don't want them here. Like, let's call a spade a spade. You don't want them here. You can't say that because it's political suicide, right? And especially being on the left, you would get eaten alive by your own party if you ever admitted that you don't support the, the illegal immigrants. But you don't want them here. It's what it is. Like, don't give me the bullshit about not having a budget or not having the infrastructure or whatever, because no, Texas but- doesn't either. Arizona doesn't either. Like, none of those states have the budget or the infrastructure to handle it. And then there has to be federal money coming to the states that are hosting these people, because otherwise, why would anybody do it? Why would a hotel in a suburban or... Yeah, a suburban or rural community. I know there's one in North Attleboro on Route 1. one De- there's one in Dedham, too. I know exactly which one it and, is, too. And Stoughton. Dedham, yeah. Stoughton. Why would a hotel owner say yes to just booking out their hotel if that check wasn't coming from the state government? Right. They wouldn't. Right. Now, the state government, why are they writing that check if they're not going to get some type of federal funding for it? Because they ain't right. doing it out of fucking charity. We know that. Right, right. Or it's like one of those you rob Peter to pay Paul, right? Like the, the federal government might not be directly funding their stay at the hotel, but they're like, listen, if you pay these hotels, you know, to house all these immigrants, we'll, you know, we'll cut whatever fucking tax we collect on whatever or something. You know, there's some sort of deal, right? Where... It may not be a direct one for one, like, oh, send us the bill for, right. for what you paid for the hotel and we'll reimburse you, right? Like it's it's not a one for one, but it's it's something like you do this for me and then I'll do this for you. Right. Well, it could also could also be too like federal, it's like, hey, we'll give you a fucking 10 million a year. Yeah. And then someone in accounting at the state government's like, yeah, we can't take any more on. If we're only getting 10. Right. We're going to need, you know, fucking 20. And it's like yeah. federal government. Hey, we need 20. They go, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa, we're out of budget. Yeah. So that's going to be a fun thing to for the state to fucking try and figure out for 2024. Because I saw that on Twitter the other day. They've That Healy has already come out and said... They're they're already projected over budget for 2024 because of the the migrant. They call it the 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 migrant situation or the migrant crisis. They won't call them illegal immigrants. Yeah, but, I know that phrase is dead and gone. Yeah. So, I mean, shout out to Texas though because their their governor, um, good old wheelchair. Uh, has passed some sort of legislation that anyone entering the state illegally can be arrested and returned to Mexico. And people are like flipping out. They're like, oh my God, this is barbaric. And it's so whatever. And then I saw one person on Twitter reply to like some fucking woo-woo lefty person. And the the comment, I'm paraphrasing, but it was to the effect of, oh no, People are going to get arrested for doing something illegal. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, 
where so where where Texas is is making it difficult to do something that's illegal, right? Or like however it was worded. And I was like, yeah, touche, man. That's pretty fucking that's a pretty solid fucking Twitter comment. <laughs> yeah, like it's the same yeah. The same it's thing literally with, it's in the word. It's illegal immigrant. You're entering the country. Oh no, no, no. You can't call them that anymore. Yeah, I know. They're migrants. As if they're like a flock of birds or something. They're just it's my it's a migratory pattern. They're just migrants from another country. Well, in America we have a process of entering. Did they follow it or not? Well, no, but then they're illegal immigrants. That's pretty straightforward. Right? Like they could be good people. Like I'm sure there's plenty of illegal immigrants that have been here that are that are good people, right? That I know for a fact that there are. But there's a lot of bad people too. And we have rules and laws for a reason, right? Like there's a process of entering the country. Just so follow it. It sucks, right? Like it it does, but the world sucks. And it's I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'll never I'll never figure that one out. I'll never figure it out. Well, Chris also um filled me in that one of the times we were talking on the one of the episodes about like the whole immigrant thing and why it's a why it's an issue. And I brought up the conspiracy theory about letting, you know, illegals vote and stuff like that. Apparently, there's more to it. That's like one part of it. That's a small part of it. Um, the biggest thing is the census and funding So and political power. So what Chris said was, even though there are illegal immigrants, right, or undocumented migrants, whatever the fuck you want to call them, um, they're not U.S. citizens, but they still count towards the census, right? So if you have all of these people, if you have, you know, for an example, right, say uh, fucking Massachusetts, right? We have 12 electoral votes, maybe less, maybe we have nine, I don't know. But if on the census and that comes in, if there's an extra fucking 3 million undocumented migrants that fill out the census, maybe we get two electoral votes and then, you know, Massachusetts becomes a little bit more represented, right? Or it's the, or on a smaller level, right? On the, on the state level, you get more representation from certain districts, right? Because the districts have a higher population. So it can, it can work on both the federal and the state level. Um, but that's part of it, right? It's the political power of uh, people that live in a district or area that is worth more, right? Because there's more people there. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll give you that. I, I mean, that, that that's another one that makes perfect sense to me. Because again, when I sit here and I go, I don't understand why people want them. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, again, when it comes to like political, I guess you just boil it down and oversimplify and call it political power in general. The more people, the more political power, right? And pull an area would have. So, yeah. The, whether they're US citizens or not, it still counts because they're people. 
Well, so. plus they'll be voting and having driver's licenses soon. But yeah, yeah, true. Um, and even though they might not be a U.S. citizen, they still might rely on some of the uh, assistance programs. So that's a thing, too. So yeah, I don't know. That's it's it's all kind of dumb, but I guess whatever. Um yeah, while we're talking about dumb stuff in uh liberal states, um to shift over to the fine state of California for a second, they have a new plan, which I don't know if you saw this because it's been it's been pretty good on Twitter the uh the back and forth about this whole thing so california um in particular southern california like what do you what do you know mostly about them right they have good weather uh, but what's the other thing about southern california in particular that always is an issue crime homelessness smog the environment <laughs> yeah you're getting there you're getting warmer something to do with the environment they don't get a lot of rain. Right? It's pretty dry. So there's not a lot of there's not a lot of rain. Uh, <laughs> there's there's more Mexicans than rain. That's probably true. Uh someone can look that up. Fact check me. I, I, <laughs> whatever. Um so Cal again, all of California, but mostly southern, you know, mid to southern California has an issue with droughts, right? And there's always a water problem in in California. So what have they decided to do, right? A, a, a normal person, uh, actually, I'll get to it. I want to get, I'll save this, the normal thing in my my rant afterwards. So their, their solution they've come up with is they're calling it, they've coined it, toilet to tap water. <laughs> so the state of California has devised a plan and a system to take wastewater which can like sewage basically like piss and shit like the water that comes out of your house and into the sewer with piss and shit in it is going to get brought to a treatment facility which is standard process anyway it's a wastewater treatment every area has one of those all over the country but then what they're going to do is they're going to put it through a process to recycle it so they're they claim right that it's gonna be fucking cleaned and probably chlorinated and then dechlorinated and then whatever the fuck they're gonna do and clean it and it's gonna be it's gonna be pure drinking water, but it's gonna be created from wastewater. And like I said, they've they've coined it toilet to tap water in California. That's their fucking solution for not having enough water. In the state. Nice state you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Now your your face says it all. For anyone that uh that's just on the audio show, you're missing out here. Um, but so what I was gonna say before, which I cut myself off on, which I'll get to now, is and now I'm not a scientist, right? I'm just an exercise scientist. I'm not a regular scientist. Hey, that counts, man. Yeah, I know, I know. But 
I don't know the difficulty or the process, right, between filtering wastewater and turning it into drinking water versus, you know, the one thing about California that's kind of fucking unique is uh, the entire state borders this thing called the fucking ocean, the Pacific Ocean, um, which, yeah, it's salt water. So like I like I said, I don't know the, the the difficulty between filtering piss and shit water versus desalinating water from the ocean. But if you're gonna spend tens to hundreds of millions of dollars on a process of creating drinking water, why wouldn't you spend those tens to hundreds of millions of dollars? figuring out how to desalinate yeah, ocean water salt. yeah like i mean on a small scale it's not that hard like on a small scale all you need is you can take a pot of ocean water and you just have to put like a cover on it with a a, a plastic tube that goes around and and dips and dips down into another pot and then you just boil the water. So you you boil the water, all of it evaporates, it goes up into the the container, it goes through the tube and it cools and then it drips into the 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 empty pot to create what would be distilled water. That's how you distill water. But then everything that's left in the the first pot would be salt right so like and other minerals or whatever the fuck is in there but like on a small scale distilling water is pretty fucking easy you literally boil it <laughs> so again no, let's uh let's use the shit water so again, I'm no scientist here, and maybe there's like a legitimate explanation for it, but it appears that California would rather take their shit water and just filter it a bunch and be like, yeah, no, you can drink your water versus just distilling ocean water. And then whatever, if you want to add fucking fluoride and magnesium or whatever the fuck you want to add to the drinking water, go ahead, whatever. I don't give a shit. But it just seems a little off that you want to filter your shit water. They're going to need to get their homeless using toilets if they're going to be using the shit water. They can't be <laughs> shitting on the street. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to install public toilets everywhere. But then that takes more water, right? It's a, it's like a never-ending cycle. Oh, no, no, it's way different. <laughs> yeah if only there were there was a, a massive body of water nearby that they could draw from nope can't use the ocean yeah like we make the joke all the time right from san diego to i don't know what the actual northernmost point in california is maybe napa valley or something like that no, it's like way more, north than way more north yeah it's more north than san francisco i know that but like wherever the fuck is like the northernmost point in california to san diego is the equivalent on the East Coast of like Georgia to fucking New York City. Right. So, like the amount of coastline, again, because this is for us, because we live on the East Coast, right? So, the people that actually listen to this that live in California actually understand the scope of how big it is. 
but for the people on the East Coast that listen to this show, like all of our folks in, uh, you know, Virginia and Maryland and Rhode Island and New Hampshire, the equivalent coastline would literally be Georgia to New York City. Like, that's fucking huge. The amount of coastline that's just in one state of California. What would that take to drive? It's 14? I was going to say it's got to be at least 12 hours. 16? Well, it depends on what part of Georgia, too. Yeah, like, I don't know what, or even, like, if you wanted to call it Jacksonville, because I know Jacksonville is almost Georgia. Oh, fuck. That's, like, 20 from here. So, yeah, that's got to be every bit of 17 from New York. Yeah. Jacksonville to, uh, let's see, New York City. 17. Yep. I've got... 14 and a half hours but really yeah it's traffic based um but yeah, it is <laughs> yeah it's 938 miles let's find a random city uh crescent city looks like it's the northernmost point in california so from crescent city to California is 760 miles long. San Diego. I just want to see how long, if the drive is the same or not. Yeah, 864 miles to drive from Crescent City to San Diego. So again, we cheated and used Jacksonville, which is technically in Florida. So roughly it's the same. Again, from... New York City to the southernmost point in Georgia is about the same as all of fucking California. So, yeah, man, definitely don't try and figure out how to large-scale create drinking water from the ocean. Which, like, I don't know how that's not a fucking thing. Like, is it really that hard? Like, is that is it something that's really that difficult that, like... I'm not the first person to think of that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Right? Like, how has no one been like, oh, yeah, why don't we just uh, take the ocean water and just take the salt out of it? We could drink it. Because um, it's not as polarizing to say we're going to take piss and shit and turn it into drinking water. Yeah, it's like... If you're now, trying don't get, to... now, don't get don't don't get me wrong. If they can figure out a way to take wastewater and make it into a viable actual drinking water source, it's pretty good because there's no absence of wastewater and what it's not doing anything. Like it's, it's got to be more expensive. Yeah, I'm guessing that. So, but I was also going to say it's also at least a, it's a less efficient process. Um, but I mean, it's not, again, on the, on the surface, it's not a bad thing to reuse waste. Like anytime you take waste and turn it into something productive, that's a good thing. I'm just skeptical of fucking drinking the fucking, what goes down the the fucking pipes. Right. (laughs) Here's one. So I just Googled. 
how hard is it to convert seawater into fresh drinking water? So in an article from 2009, uh, the first line, it's tough, but definitely possible. The idea of desalinating seawater to make it suitable for human consumption dates back so far that Aristotle even wrote on the topic. So I told you, I'm clearly not the first person to think of this. So if Aristotle was talking about turning seawater into drinking water, how the fuck have we not figured it out? Since Aristotle, we've invented planes, cars, trains, uh, the iPhone. We've gone to the moon. We've sent a rover to Mars. We now have the fucking James Webb telescope. We have the Voyager 2 that's like in some fucking 14 light years away galaxy. We've done all of this crazy shit. But we haven't figured out how to make seawater drinkable when Aristotle's the one that fucking came up with it. Imagine him in like present day. Him, Plato, Socrates, any of them. Oh, yeah. They'd be fucking beside themselves. Be like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Plus, everyone would look at them like they look at Alex Jones. Yeah. Or imagine you took <laughs> if you take you took Aristotle around and like showed him all the cool shit, like the iPhone and the computer and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, it's awesome. And he was just sitting there once and, and for a second. And he goes, so have you guys figured out how to drink seawater yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just like no. Forty different genders. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. Okay, because you know, whatever it was that fucking Aristotle was uh, was around. I don't even fucking know. Was he AD or BC? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, three eighty four BC to 322 so 2000 roughly 2400 years ago and we haven't figured out now we're drinking piss and shit (laughs) yeah no we haven't figured out seawater but we're gonna start drinking our shit water you'd be like what is wrong with you people (laughs) a lot man you should stay a while yeah And that's so this is again, this is what the article goes on to say. And it's like typically heated seawater is put into tanks under low pressure. As the water boils, the vapors are condensed into fresh water. Other ways to desalinate water include filtering the salt water through membranes or using electricity uh, to filter out the salts in a process known as electrodialysis. It's like, oh, the downsides are heating up all that water for distillation requires a lot of energy. <laughs> it's like, okay, how much energy does it take to filter shit water? And chemicals, right? If your issue is the desalination process takes a lot of energy, takes too much energy, it's probably at least the same to filter shit water. Plus chemicals. So like, yeah, but that's California for you. Sorry to like the fucking 12 people that listen to the show that live in California. You guys should probably move or something. I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't know what to tell you. Um, what else we got here? Oh, this is a good one. This is this is a great one actually. I sent it to um, I sent it to our group Twitter earlier. So according to let me see, I want to get this right of according to whom uh, exactly. Oh, the Biden administration. Okay, even this is this is great. This doesn't get more more higher up than this. So according to the Biden administration, roughly 40% of federal student loan borrowers missed their first monthly payment in September uh no, October, in October when it was due cuz um interest started collecting again in September and the first payments were due in October. So 40% of all federal student loan borrowers missed their first monthly payment in October. Well, they didn't have to pay for three years. So they were, you were supposed to expect them to, you know, pay. <laughs> now that no, I'd be interested to see what the, what the numbers were. Um, for November, right? Because for sure that number is inflated, right? The the forty percent number, which is fucking huge. That's almost half, literally almost half of the people that have federal student loans didn't pay their their bill in October. That's terrifying, from like an economical standpoint. But again, for sure that number is inflated, right? Because you have the people that don't pay attention. Like you said, they didn't have to pay for three years. For whatever reason, they don't have it on auto pay. Well, I I did see like in full fairness, there was an issue with auto pay. People were on auto pay. It didn't draw. People signed up for auto pay. It didn't kick in. People who were on auto pay before probably assumed it would be on auto pay now. Like, yeah, So, but that's not 40%. Right, right. So that's that's what I mean. So the the number is definitely inflated because of that, right? I mean, I've been on auto pay the whole time, and I even though it it was at zero for three years, I still paid, and my auto pay went through on October seventeenth. Yeah. But regardless, I'm just one person out of millions or tens to hundreds of millions, I suppose, uh, tens of millions. Um, so a little bit because of that, right, and a little bit inflated because. They did pass as part of the legislation and then part of the whole um, we're ending the pause. The the compromise there was if you don't pay for the first year, they will not dock your credit score and they will not send you to collections. So there will no be net there will be no wow, that was hard to say. There will be no um repercussions for not paying the bill for the first year so effectively you have until because we did an episode on that remember when we were like well when are they going to start you know sending to collections if they if they if it's un, you have until october 31st of 2024 you know with no collections and no credit 
you know, dings or whatever. Is it November 1st? They immediately just send everyone to collections. Like, you know, how does that, how does that work? Or do you need to then miss your payment in November? Then do they backdate, right? Like, oh, well, you haven't paid in November. And by the way, you also haven't paid your last 12 payments either. Well, like it could get messy. Um, but by the way, if the if the federal government gets into collections, like they hire a bunch of fucking federal student loan agents, yeah. watch the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they start hiring in like fucking July of next year. And it's like, ah, you fuckers get ready. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, certainly terrifying, again, from an economic standpoint, that almost half of the people that were supposed to pay their loan on October at whatever day in October that they they have scheduled is as their date didn't pay. So, I mean, I'm going to see if I can um, find anything. Paid their student loans in November. I don't. I don't know if this is like public information that they track monthly well, they, they, anyway. Yeah, they probably need more time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the articles that are coming up right now is, um, nearly nine million student loan borrowers missed their first payment. Only 60% of student loan borrowers made their first payment. So it's all it's all about the first one in October. Um, but yes, I mean, it'll be interesting. Like I said, it'll be interesting to see what the numbers are for November, December, right? Because you have the people that, like I said, that forgot or you have the people that, you know, had an issue with auto pay or you have the people that just said, fuck it, I'm not going to get a fucking credit score ding and they're not going to send me to collection, so I'm not going to pay it. Um, but I think if the information is public or is somehow becomes public, I think the numbers for November and December um, will be a better representation. Um, I mean... How much lower is it going to get? I don't know. I, how much Damn. lower would it have to get for me to not feel like the fucking economy is going to collapse at some point? I don't know. Probably like fifteen percent. I don't know what the I don't know what the average delinquency rate is on federal student loans. Um, I would guess it's probably somewhere between ten to twenty percent. I mean, twenty percent seems awfully high, but um maybe 10 to 15% delinquency rate. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Because that's that's the shit that's going to happen, right? So people get a free pass for a year. But what happens when the free pass stops? Right? And this is what I've been saying for a while, is the economic repercussions of this are not immediate. Right. And I talked about this in July when they when they passed the legislation that everything was done, like the pause was over, we're going back to paying in October. And it's like you're the economy's not going to fall apart in January when everyone has to pay the start paying their loans again in October. It's going to take time. 
right? Because people are, some people are going to try however, you know, they can to figure out how to pay their shit, but it's going to take at least six months for people to, you know, get fucked up by it. And then it's actually going to take longer because even those people that might get fucked up after six months and they're like, shit, I just drained my savings. You know, I don't make enough. Do I pay my student loans? Do I buy groceries? Do I get gas? Like when you get into that, that realm, then those people might be like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to pay my loans because there's no negative repercussions until November. And I have time till November to figure it out. So we, we might be, we might have a temporary reprieve on this until like March to May of 2025, right? We'd probably be looking at Q2. Sometime in Q2 of 2025 is when shit's going to hit the fan. If it doesn't already before that because of the housing crisis, right? Like, Like we're also in another housing crisis and housing bubble. So like, let's not forget about that. Like there's so many things that could fuck up the economy right now. Uh, also inflation is literally higher than it's ever been. Um, I don't know if that's true. It was pretty fucking high in the seventies, but regardless, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking high. So you've got that, you've got the housing issues and now you've got the, the student loan issues that you know are going to be issues, right? Because 40% of people just didn't pay. So. Is there an asteroid nearby? <laughs> I'm sure there's always one nearby. It's just taunting us. Just flips us off as it, dry, as it flies by. <laughs> so again, I'm not an economist. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a fucking common idiot. But if I were to put together a Pepe Lopez fucking or Pepe Silvia, <laughs> Pepe Lopez, Pepe Lopez fucking, that's, that's disgusting. That's disgusting tequila. <laughs> if I were to put together a Pepe Silvia like board and draw a bunch of lines and connect the dots, I would guess that, like I said, Q2 of 2025 is going to be a very bad time, if not sooner. So it could start before then, right? Like the the housing market could collapse sometime next year, right? And then, you know, people are like, oh, this sucks, whatever. We got a little bit of a recession we're going to go through, but we're going to be okay. And then Q2 2025 rolls around and then that the the loan thing happens and then we're just totally fucked. And it's going to take another, you know, however many year months to years to recover from that. So got a lot to look forward to. Trending upwards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Things are looking up. Um, (laughs) We're in for a really, really good next couple of years. Sounds awesome. Yeah. But I mean, like, I know it's all doom and gloom, right? But that's how the United States economic system works. That's how it's always worked. Like we had the Great Depression in the, was it the the 20s? 
right? Like the late 20s. I forget when the Great yeah, Depression late, started. Late, late 20s. I want to say it started in like 28, 29. Yeah. Yeah, because you had the roaring. So what came right before the Great Depression? The roaring 20s, right? Like everyone was like, oh, it's, it's there was a reason why it was called the roaring 20s. And that went into the Great Depression. And then we have World War II, which manufacturing pulled us out of that. The uh, 50s were fine. I think the 60s were mostly okay. But then the 70s, we were fucked. Like That's when we had ridiculously high inflation. Gas was like $7 a gallon in the 70s, right? Like it was, it was insane. They had to only allow certain people to get gas on certain days. It's like, you know, that, that was the, the, uh, the birth of the red and green license plates in Massachusetts for anyone that lives in Massachusetts that our license plates are really fucking lame. They're just plain white and it says Massachusetts on the top, but the numbers are all red. So it's mostly red, white, and blue, but occasionally you'll see an older car with a green numbered license plate. And that's how they, I think that's how they did it back in the day of like, if you have a red license plate, you can get gas on these days. If you have a green license plate, you can get gas on those days. Like, I don't know if that was the purpose of it, but that was one of the things they used then. Um, and then the eighties came and things kind of settled a little bit. You know, I think Reagan came in and depending on who you talk to kind of fix the economy or set it up to be worse. Um, the nineties were great. Arguably. I mean, again, depending on who you talk to the nineties were arguably the peak of the country. It's probably the best economic times we've ever had. Um, everything was great, mostly great. So like socially as well, like the, things were fucking incredible in the nineties. Uh, and then we had the dot com bubble, right? In 2000, 2001, then there was nine 11 that happened. And then that kind of, I don't, I'm too young to remember what that did to the economy after that. But then I think things probably rebounded a little bit. And then 0809 was the fucking housing crisis. And then things were dog shit again. And then up until like two years ago or up until COVID, really, the economy was the greatest that it's ever been, right? And it, oh, it was incredible. And then it's going to, it got crushed with COVID and then it bounced back. But now we got inflation. Like this is what happens. It's the normal cycle. So, like, of all these, you know, people that are out there, it's like, oh, you know, because you see them on Twitter. They're like, oh, this is it. This next one is going to crush the country. We're doomed. Uh, they better start learning to speak Mandarin because because we're fucked. And it's like, yeah, man, it's going to suck, right? Like it, the economy is going to crash. It's going to fall apart. Like bad things will happen, but it'll bounce back because it literally always has. Like this is, it's the ebbs and flows. It's how it works. You know, just since since 1900, what there's been the depression, the 70s, the the um, housing crisis, and then probably one more that I don't know about. So there's been at least three or four times in the last hundred years where the U.S. economy has completely fucking guttered, and then it comes back. So. You just got to be ready for when it happens. And we got lucky enough that <laughs> we get to live through it. Bye, low. Yeah. 
Oh, the dot-com bubble, the dot-com burst. That's the fourth one. So there's been at least four times where the markets have absolutely fucking cratered in the last hundred years. So what is that? Hundred divided by four. That's every twenty-five. Every twenty-five years, roughly. But we haven't been taken over yet. <laughs> so I don't know. It should be a good time to buy a house, though, <laughs> for anyone that's able to. Yeah, I'll say houses, stocks. Yeah, buy low. Just buy low. Yeah. That's all you can do. Uh, all right. Want to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. All right. Um, is truffle flavored anything the most overrated quote unquote flavor enhancer ever? And I'm talking about truffle flavored stuff, not the actual truffles. Yeah, probably. Because I was gifted some truffle stuff. I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing it. Like people lose their minds over truffles. Like absolutely fucking go nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And they're fucking crazy expensive. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's a, it's a mushroom. It's a fungus. I don't think they taste that good. Do you? I mean, truthfully, I haven't had a lot of truffle things, but like, I can't notice a difference. So like, I think the the most I've probably had was like a truffle aioli, right? That came with like French fries or like on a burger yeah, or something. Or, uh, like truffle Parmesan fries is common. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It tastes like an aioli sauce. Like I. I taste, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't notice any difference. I know there's a big thing all over social media. Well, it's it's being pumped on social media because they have good marketing. But the uh, the truff um, hot sauce, it's truffle hot sauce. So there's three different flavors. Oh, I've seen that. Um, I've seen it in Stop and Shop, too. I've seen it at grocery stores. Um, I don't know if Market Basket has it. They might, but I know for sure I've seen it at Stop and Shop. Um, it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't buy that. Like, am I going to spend whatever it is, $13, $14 for a bottle of hot sauce just because it has fucking mushrooms in it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, they are like, I see on social media, whether it's, an influencer or a restaurant and they just take that like um almost like shaved truffle yeah and just like douse it over something and i'm like that seems like not only a waste of money that seems like way too much going yeah. on yeah yeah i don't get the allure of the truffle i don't know might not i it might not maybe it's not for me maybe i don't get it i don't know but yeah it was again i had some truffle stuff and it's like you just, I feel like I just sit there and burp it up for like the next two hours after eating it too. Yeah. Like I don't hate mushrooms either. Like I eat my, I, I eat mushrooms. Yeah. I they don't taste them. like, they don't, they don't taste like mushrooms though. They are a mushroom, but they don't taste like cooked yeah. mushrooms. 
Yeah, I've never had truffle like like a shaved truffle. Like it's always been no, like that's I think that sauce. might be too much, man. Seems what does it crazy, taste man. like? Is it like super rich? I feel like it's like a rich flavoring. Yeah, I don't even really it's it's like a butter, it you a know, like a really like a, sharp. I'll tell you right now, it has a pretty sharp taste to it. Like it is strong. Hmm. Um yeah, I don't I don't really know how to describe it because it's kind of unique. Yeah. Um it would almost be like trying to describe garlic. Yeah. How would you how would you describe that to someone? Spicy. <laughs> yeah, so it's not quite spicy, but like, yeah, it's, it's I don't know, it's got a fairly strong flavor to it. Yeah. Well, I did just raw garlic is spicy. No, no, no I was I was gonna say truffles, yeah. So yeah. sharp comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're powerful. Hmm. I don't know, but then it's like everything has truffle, or everything's truffle this, truffle that, or oh, let me take this and just shave a bunch of fucking truffle. It's like, hey, can you fucking not? How about that? Yeah, is it like sharp, like a cheese, like a strong cheese, like a it kind like a of manchego? it kind of reminds me of like it, it doesn't taste like pecorino. Romano, but how Pecorino has like a sharp, yeah, flavor to it. Yeah, it's kind of got a little like a of a bite to it. You're like, it's, there's something there, like a fresh yeah, Pecorino a, Romano. But I don't want to, I don't want to fuck you up and tell you it tastes like cheese because it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna sit there like a fat ass and bite fucking truffle like I would with no, cheese. I don't, actually don't, I don't think you can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I had some. I still have some like truffle sea salt. Tastes like salt. Yeah, how does that work? They just put truffle in with salt? Yeah, it's just ground up and in there. Huh. I mean, don't get me wrong, like it's like that's fine because it's only like a little bit and it's salt, whatever. But right. yeah, some of like I just like laugh because with how expensive truffles are, the fact that someone will just sit there and like shave like half the fucking truffle over a dish. I'm like, first of all, that's going to taste like shit. Yeah. Second of all, it's fucking completely over the top. Never mind. I've seen some people, they do like the laminate pasta where it's like you take one sheet, you put a bunch of bullshit in the middle and you put another sheet over it. So it looks like it's in there. Yeah. I've seen people do that with truffles too. I'm like, that's a waste of money as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the um, the one of the um, chef reactions with uh, that dumb bitch uh, Jane? Is that the one he? Is that the one he always fucking comments yeah, on? Yeah, she took like dried pasta like out of a box, put it in a blender, blended it up. So it's like a fine powder, almost like a flour, if you will. Dumped it on the table, mixed it with egg, to and make then pasta? to make like shitty looking pasta. Could have uh, skipped a step and just used flour. Yeah, or you, you could have just boiled the cook, pasta cook from the pasta. box. Yeah. You actually get a lot of options. Yeah. That, that one being the worst. <laughs> 
So that's just fucking dumb. Um, all right. So my final thought is um a I had a uh a bit of a fucking gaff the other day just by just being a dickhead, right? And being a little bit of uh I guess a little bit too city, if you will. So obviously you know this, right? But for anyone out there listening, we grew up in Medford, which is a suburb of Boston, which is relatively urban. I mean, it's not quite urban in the sense of like Boston, right? There's no like high rises and and shit like that. Like there's actually parks and fucking like I grew up across the street from a park. Um but it's it's definitely not like you know middle of nowhere like i live now so again you you grow up a certain way and that's just how things roll so um i say that because the other day um or over the weekend someone came to my door and rang my doorbell and i was like who the fuck is this? And like, you've been in my house. You can see from the upstairs down to the, to the front porch and you can see who's there. I go, I don't know who the fuck that is. And Amy, now Amy's got the baby and she looks out the window and she goes, I have no idea who that guy is. I go, okay, well this ought to be good. And at the time Pickett was outside. Um, she wouldn't, she wasn't coming in. She just wanted to hang out. It was nice out. It was a nice day out. I think it was, it was either i think it was saturday um it was it was relatively nice so then she smells someone or hears someone right and she starts barking so she's in the backyard at the fence going nuts and i get this random fucking guy that just rang my doorbell so i'm like i don't know who the fuck they're like what does this guy want so i go all right whatever so i walk outside and i I shut the door behind me and I'm standing there and I'm like, Hey, can I help you with something? And the guy's like, uh, yeah. So I just wanted to, uh, to let you, Oh, he introduced himself. It's like, Oh, my name's chip or Craig or whatever the fuck it is. I think like, I forget the guy's name. And he's like, Oh, I, I live, I live two houses down now. Hindsight's 2020. The guy made an honest mistake, but again, my senses are a little heightened. Why is there a random fucking person ringing my doorbell? I don't know who you are, right? Like, what what do you want? Like, and he was uh probably like late fifties, early to mid sixties guy. Like, looked had like baggy jeans and a fucking ripped hooded sweatshirt on. Like, looked like he was a mason worker. Like, he he looked like a mason. Like, it's just that's that's what he appeared as. So I'm like, all right, well, it's not like a guy is coming to my door in a fucking suit and tie or like Jehovah's witness, right? Like trying to sell me on something. So I'm already a little heightened, right? Like I'm a suspect of like, what the fuck is going on? So I go out and the guy goes, Oh, hi, I'm chip. I, I live two houses down or and Craig. I, and I, yeah. Or Craig. And in my head, I, I go, no, you don't because Two houses over from me, the guy died last year. The house has been vacant for over a year, I, about a year. I think the guy died right before Christmas last year. So I'm like, you that's not where you live. 
because that how I know that house, that house is vacant. Right. So I'm like, who is this fuck? Like, like the, it's a compounding situation where I'm like, am I going to have to fucking fist fight this guy or something? Like, what does he want? So you could try and like break into my house or something. So I'm very standoffish and I, and he fucks up with the, with the two houses down. And now I'm even more standoffish and I think he can tell. And he like takes a step back a, a little bit and he's like, I just, uh, I just wanted to let you know, you know, I'm trying to let the neighborhood know, um, I'm going to be doing fireworks, uh, tomorrow. I think he said tomorrow night and, you know, I don't, I don't want to cause any, any commotion. I don't want, which is a funny way to say that. Cause it's fireworks that you're going to cause a commotion, but it was like, I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way. I'm just kind of like letting everyone in the neighborhood know, like, you know, it'll be fun a few minutes for the kids. It's, it's, it'll be all that, whatever. He's like, I just don't want any issues. Like, you know, I just want to give you a heads up ahead of time. And I immediately was like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. I go, you guys do that every year, don't you? You've done it for like a while. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, I think I came to ring your doorbell last year and no one was home. But, you know, I, I, I try and do it every year and let everyone know, like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, no problem. Whatever. I, I don't care. Like, that's that's fine. So I go back inside. I get picket inside. And I'm talking to Amy. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, what was that? Like, what did he want? Who is that? So I told her the story and she goes, oh, are you fucking serious? And I was like, what? She goes, that's the golf guy. So I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a house. It's like three or four houses down. It's the it's the last house on the corner right before you get to the bridge that goes over 95. Like if you take a left out of my driveway. It's they've got like a gated front. It's a beautiful house. It's it's like relatively new construction, probably in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, and then they have they've got a, a huge side yard, and he's got three different hutting greens and chipping greens in his yard. And every like since since I first have been coming here, right? When I first started dating Amy, I saw the house. I'm like, oh fuck, that's such an awesome setup. Like I would love to fucking, you know, talk to the guy, see if he'd, we could ever become friends, whatever, all this. So I tell Amy the story and she goes, that's the fucking golf guy. You blew it. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, that's, well, that's the guy. That's what you get for being an idiot. That's what I get for being a fucking loser. Right. But like I said, like, I'm, you know, it's kind of how you grew up, right? Like, it's you who the fuck is coming like who people don't ring like a random person isn't going to come ring my doorbell but then amy was like yeah you don't live in the city anymore like this is north attleboro like people don't do anything here like nothing nothing bad ever happens here and i was like yeah i mean i guess and i made the joke like oh you can take the kid out of the hood but you can't take the hood out of the kid like Stop. I know not that Medford is the hood, didn't but grow it up was on the a, south side of fucking Chicago here. No, I know, I know, but it's just a little bit of those like you know you you grow up in a certain area and you just kind of get accustomed to the way things go, and uh, and yeah, so come to find out that that's the fucking guy that has the golf set up, and uh, I blew it because I was like, who the fuck are you? What do you want? <laughs> and the worst part too is perfectly legitimate reason like hey oh, yeah. i'm gonna light i'm gonna light off fireworks and just letting everybody know yeah yeah 
Okay, yep. cool. When are you doing them? Oh, we're doing them tonight at seven. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. Caught me off guard because he's a random dude. And then he told he picked the wrong number. He can't count. <laughs> he said two houses down when he really is like four houses down. Well, that's because two is a generic number. He wasn't sitting there counting like, yeah. Oh, hold on. Is it four? And what happens when we cross the street? Is is that the same? Like, but it just so happened that two houses down, the house has been vacant for over a year. So again, when I'm already in like a, a heightened, you know, sense, and I hear a you don't fucking live there. Like, what is this? What are you doing? What are we doing right now? So, yep. Fucking chip, man. If you're listening to this, can I please just use your golf setup? <laughs> you gotta, so, dude, like, don't get me wrong for a guy that fucking doesn't want to fucking run into anybody. You gotta take it easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because my fucking Twitter timeline is uh is all like videos of people trying to like break into people's houses and shit. Like have you seen those like I it's it's the algorithm. So I don't know if you've seen them or not, but you watch one and then your your fucking feed becomes full of it. But it's like the uh like the fake UPS deliveries. Like the, there's all these videos that people have on like their ring cameras of like a guy in a UPS outfit holding a box and they ring the doorbell and they just stand there. And then when you go to open the door, the fucking guy like rushes the door and then like two other people run from around the corner and then they fucking rob you and rob your house and shit. So it's like, I just see a bunch of stuff like that all the time on, on Twitter. Do you remember watching a Bronx tale? Yeah. Okay. Remember when Sonny is in the bar? I watched this not that long ago. Sonny's in the bar. And he locks the door and says, now you can't leave. Right. <laughs> so if they fucking bum rush the house, good. Now you can't leave. <laughs> Just leave a baseball. Now, see, if you were a real city kid, you'd have a baseball bat by the door. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, what's that for? You know, never know. You'd have a baseball bat by the door. So that way, now you can't leave, lock the door, and you beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're in your house. You have the advantage. Fucking Macaulay Coke and that shit. I know. I thought about going in because I was upstairs when the doorbell rang and I thought about getting my gun and I was like, do I just fucking toss okay, it? On that my-? is dude. <laughs> this is insane. I didn't obviously, but the thought crossed my mind for like three seconds. It's like, do I just fucking toss it on real quick to go outside and talk to this guy just Yeesh. in case? Yeesh. Tell, I mean, if you looked at my Twitter timeline, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I got to change my algorithm. I got to start watching videos of like puppies and shit. Yeah. You need more doggo videos. Yeah. And cooking videos. Well, that's that's my Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram is all dogs oh. and food. I don't use Twitter Explore. I just I my, stick to the timeline. My Twitter is, uh, is, it's all fucking conspiracy theories and fucking... The Illuminati and home invasions and fucking videos of like people getting hit by cars crossing the road. I don't know what all I did was watch one fucking video and now my algorithm is fucked. You need to find a video of a candle flame and just watch that for five minutes. 
Yeah. <laughs> and again, or just dude, stay on Instagram. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anyone knowing who I am. I don't want anyone knowing what I'm doing. I don't want any of that shit, but at least I can fucking answer the door without thinking about stabbing someone. <laughs> no, I want to, because it's like, <laughs> like even someone dropped mail. They opened the storm. Like one of our neighbors opened the storm door, left the mail in between. That's yeah. enough to make Leo go nuts. And I'm like, great, here we go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not sitting there being like, well, <clears throat> I wasn't intending on making a car bomb today, but here we are. <laughs> so there we have it. I get to uh, not be so fucking quick to judge, I suppose. I don't know. There's a lesson in there somewhere. I'm not going to fucking find it. I was going to say, if it, if it also, if it helps because you didn't know who this guy was, you were never getting invited over to the golf spot anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've lived here for what, three going almost like at least three years now. Like, but the thing is like, they're never fucking there. I think they go, they, they're snowbirds. Like they go somewhere in the winter. I would get. I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, it's a very nice house. It's a, it's a huge. It's a huge house. They have a, uh, like a garage, a garage down their driveway, like a two car garage, and it looks like they have a loft like over the garage. So I mean, and they have a fucking golf area in their yard, right? Like I said, it's three different chipping and putting greens. So they they clearly have money. But I blew it because I'm an asshole. Yep. So that's what happens. That's why we can't have nice things. Sure can. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, don't forget to click subscribe up above. Uh, hit the like button down below. Uh, tell everyone, everyone you know about the show. Help spread the word. Uh, if you're an audio only guy, uh, subscribe there as well. Uh, leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. Uh, we're on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Uh, Instagram is sarcasm speaks pod. Facebook is sarcasm speaks website, sarcasm speaks.com. Um, support the sponsors in the show notes below uh, with the promo codes that are all listed down there. So shout out to all those guys. Um, that is going to do it for us. So until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>